Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome back to the Leeds Ease Leeds podcast. Uh, my name's Joe Mewis and I'm back here from my holidays to uh, step back into the presenting chair. And I'm alongside uh, Baron Cross. Baron, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Joe. It's good to have you back. It was, um, it was my first time last week doing the podcast without you, so I, was, I sat down with Christian. Uh, and we had a good stab at it, but it's, um, it's good to see you back. No, that's right. Sterling work last week. Um, and as ever, it's been a busy few days with Leeds United. Um, today especially has been a busy one. <laughs> uh, we talked to you on um, Thursday afternoon. The transfer window has just slammed shut. Never, it never just closes quite. No, no, it always slams. It's that's slams what that's what a transfer violently. window does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's been a funny one because it has closed, but it hasn't closed because... Um, the way the rules have changed this year, as I'm sure you're all aware, today is the deadline for permanent moves. So there can be no more permanent moves this summer. Um, but the loan window is still open. And I think in terms of Leeds United business, we're more expecting them to utilise the loan uh, market. Mm. So it has felt like a bit of an anti-climax today, hasn't it, Barry? Yeah, it just feels a bit like half measures, doesn't it? I just I hate the fact that there's always a middle ground or there's always <laughs> sort of um, mitigating circumstances for these rules that they set and... You, in fact, told me today that Premier League clubs, that is it now. So loans or permanents, which I've got a lot more respect for. I think mm. have one deadline, mm. do it all by then. But um, as you say, the, the clubs in the EFL can still go and get loan players. And whilst they're signing loan players on six or 12-month deals, they could, be, in effect, be permanent deals. Well, that's so it. That's there, within there the are rules. ways around the system. Yeah, so you, can, you can do a loan with a view to a permanent it, now. We so. didn't really feel like we had the, the drama today of, of an actual deadline, did no. we? I'd imagine the one at the end of August could be a little bit more busy with, with Premier League clubs deciding who they really do want to send out on loan. Uh, and I, I would expect Leeds may well be, a, be interested in that. I think um, when you look at the squad... Uh, you would think you know that there could well be maybe another injury or a suspension by the end of August, and at that stage maybe they would think we'd need to dip, dip our toe into the market again, possibly look at a centre back or a central midfielder. Of course, central midfield is has been well talked about, hasn't it? Mm, yeah, they, they were the two positions, like you said, that uh, that were mentioned this week. I mean, it's more for depth purposes. I think mm. uh, Bielsa's quite happy with his, with his core group he's got here, but they are light at the back you know if, if there is any injuries to anyone I mean admittedly they had you know they had Pontus Janssen on the bench at the weekend which is which is great shows yeah. a bit of depth but any injuries there and you're looking very thin also central midfield you know it's typical isn't it you uh, you sell one of your promising players there and then all of a sudden bang another one gets injured so yeah. uh, Vieira's departure was soon followed by Forshaw's injury so yeah, we, just we, goes to show how, how quickly things can change doesn't it yeah we, t- we talked about that sort of dilemma last week and um, I think based on the timeline of how things happened they knew about Forshaw's injury when they sold Vieira so mm-hmm. I don't think they can come back and, and tell people they didn't know what was happening with Forshaw when they sold Vieira so clearly they've made that decision knowing that Forshaw was going to be out for as long as he was so they're clearly comfortable with um, with what's going on there but then Stuart Dallas who was used as a central midfielder at the weekend he's a very versatile midfielder plays mm-hmm. right centre and left and uh, Marcelo Bielsa was speaking to us today at the press conference, and, and, and he spoke in glowing terms about Dallas. You know, he's mm. it's quite nice when you actually sort of talk to Bielsa about certain players, and you really find out what his actual opinion is of them. And he really rated Dallas, and he's he's very upset that he's injured for two weeks. So, um, yeah, I, 
it felt like the, the general narrative was that they needed a central midfielder even before Vieira went. So when you consider Vieira's gone and Forshaw's injured, I'm quite surprised they haven't sort of pursued a central midfielder more vigor- vigorously. But um, as we've just said, you know, they've still got effects in another three weeks. I said they've still got that time. And there's, um, there's been a fair few central midfielders linked with the club. Obviously, mm. when, you, when you come to a deadline, you see all sort of names chucked around. You know, there's... The, Chuck being the right word. Yeah, there's, there's probably Merritt and some, but not Merritt and a lot of them. Um, got a few of the names up here. So Oliver Norwood last week, um, he's the uh, the Brighton midfielder. He was linked quite a lot, but that, that seemed to go very quiet over the last few days. Um, perhaps the, the big sort of name of, of deadline day so far was uh, Mo Besic, the, uh, the Everton midfielder, the, yeah. uh, the Bosnian international. Um, he was very closely linked as well with uh, Middlesbrough. And as we're recording now, which is uh, half an hour after the deadline shut, um, there are a few reports out there that saying he couldn't agree personal terms with Middlesbrough, so I think that could be one to keep an eye on as the rest of the window yeah, is the last point. three weeks yeah. go on. Um, he wasn't talked over a permanent move; a fee of between four million really? was banded around okay. six million in some places. So um, obviously, a permanent deal isn't going to happen now. It's, no. uh, it's too late for that. But as we said before, you can, you can bring these players in on you know on de facto permanence. Really, it's yeah. uh, a loan with, with a view to a permanent and. Um, I, th- I think Bessic should be quite a good fit at Leeds. I think he's got that sort of nasty streak to him. Yeah. Um, I, I think like the crowd would like, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> tough tackler. Um, there, there were some quotes that we put on the website this morning. Um, he was talking about uh, working under Marco Silva. Obviously, he's yeah. just come in at Everton. Yeah. And his sort of pressing style that he likes, his energetic style. Mm. And he said that really suits his game. Um, Bessic really impressed me at, um, at Middlesbrough uh, last mm. season. So... Um, it's almost a bit of an infamous game now, isn't it? The, yeah. the, 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 the icy trip to, uh, to the <laughs> Riverside Stadium when the, the playoff hopes were finally dashed with a, with a Patrick Bamford hat-trick. And, um, I don't think you've warmed up from that one yet, have you? Been? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still thawing out. Um, but Besic, uh, now we we're sort of, my memory's been refreshed from talking about him. I do remember at the time thinking, mm. oh, that, that guy's a bit decent. Oh, what's his name? It's Mo Besic. And yeah. he did impress me that night, and he is that kind of destructive, combative central midfielder. Who could go in there and shore things up for Leeds? I mean, I know they've got Calvin Phillips there in that position. Could Besic maybe have played further forward alongside Saez and maybe sort of been a bit more of a sort of defensive-minded player? It's 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 very much horses for courses for Bielsa, um, and it is interesting to see where where certain players would fit in and how they'd move around because. Who knows if he'd brought Besic in, maybe Phillips would have then dropped back into central defence mm-hmm. and displaced um, Cooper or, or Berardi or Janssen. But um, Cooper's, I mean, we, we can talk about the press conference later, but but Bielsa said some really positive stuff about Cooper as well. Yeah, he did, that's right, yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of a couple of the other names that have been sort of uh, been banded around over the last couple of days, um, looking at the centre back position, Matthew Pennington, I know you were keeping clo- quite a close eye on mm. that one because his, uh, his name re emerged last week following yeah, his, his loan spell last year. Um, By all accounts, uh, at the back end of last week, um, Pennington um, was open and very keen to come back to Leeds. So uh, Leeds, Wigan and Bolton uh, were the three clubs that were interested. Mm. Everton, as you would expect, very keen to send him out on loan again. He's 23 now. Um, just signed a brand new contract at Everton, so they clearly want to cling on to him for a little bit longer, but obviously want him to, to be playing games. So... There were three options on the table. Um, it, it appeared as if Leeds was his first choice and he fully expected to maybe get that sorted at the start of this week and that hasn't happened. Um, we spoke to Pennington's people today and they're saying that Leeds um, went cold on it. So um, not that they won't return to it again, as we've said. Mm-hmm. The, the, the loan window is still open, so that one isn't dead in the water at all. But um, uh, 
it, it appears as if Leeds, you know, um, made it clear they were open to the move and were keen to get him back, but never properly put the legwork in to make mm. it happen. And um, it just it just sort of drifted away a little bit. And since then, um, Bolton and Wigan have been. I think just from having a cursory eye on TweetDeck today, uh, Wigan have been very very active. Yeah, so I think, I think I think I well, think the way a lot of the Premier League youngsters are going to see things is let's wait for the dust to settle yeah. on on today's business. Give the championship clubs another game or two to work out where their squads at with all the incomings and outgoings, and then I think it looks pretty certain that Pennington will go out somewhere in the championship. But at this stage, it probably looks a little bit un- sort of less clear than it did. But um, but that's not to say Leeds won't return. I mean, as we've just said, you know, it, all it takes is for an injury to Cooper or Janssen and maybe they'd go back in for Pennington. Yeah, slightly to accelerate it. Um, another centre back they were they were linked with. This was uh, one of yesterday's biggest stories. Um, Wednesday. It was um, Stephen Colker, who uh, obviously the name's probably quite familiar to a lot of fans. Yeah. Um, former England international Stephen Colker, just, just that, the one cap you, yeah. in, back in, uh, in 2012. Um, he's now he's north of the border. He's at Dundee, and he's um, he signed for them in February on a freebie. And he's he's done a good job, sort of rebuilding his career. Obviously, he's a very talented footballer. Yeah. He's got the absolute physique. You know, he's your prototypical centre back. Um, and he certainly seems like he's, he's perhaps got his head down because he's had his sort of much documented off the field problems. Tailed off, isn't it? His career. I mean, yeah. I remember breaking, was it Spurs or, or Southampton? Came through at Spurs. Yeah, Spurs, came through the Spurs youth system. I remember him breaking mm. through and he had a few loan spells here and there at QPR. Yeah. He ended up at Liverpool for a little bit, didn't he? He had, he had a, a very really, short period. A really bizarre loan spell at uh, Liverpool where um, he was more they often not. He was, they were desperate for a centre back, but they'd, um, they tend to chuck him on up front at the end of games when they were losing, yeah. which was uh, always a bit weird. But no, Colker is a name. Um, again, anybody that's played football manager will know that Stephen Colker has always been one of those sort of. Um, perennial young English centre backs that mm. goes on to become a dominant force in the but game. He's still and, only 26 it, as well. Yeah, it's surprising yeah. that when you, when you hear that. And I, I think I would want, personally want to see him play maybe for another, maybe lower Championship club before Leeds took the plunge on somebody who's playing for Dundee. Yeah, I think, I think there's there's a there's a big gamble there. Yeah, there is. Um the, the fee of a million and a half pounds being banded around with, with Rangers also said to be interested I still but think there's a risk it's just chucking money for no reason I think so yeah I think you're right there but um, again we can see what happens there I, th- I think that one's probably out the window now because I think if Dundee were going to uh, no, I don't think they're going to loan him out if they were oh, going to no, get rid no, of him it was for, money, for a yeah. quick sell it was you know a play they got for free in February if they could just make a quick million yeah. and a half on it then I think they'd have done that um, Albert um, Adamoa was another one. Adoma, uh, Adoma. Uh, yeah, excuse me. But it's been a long day here. <laughs> Albert Adoma. He's um, he's the Aston Villa winger, um, Ghana international. Uh, a report from our colleagues down at Birmingham Live, one of our sister sites. They um, they came through last night on Wednesday evening with a with a report that um, Leeds and Middlesbrough are both entering talks. Really? Yeah, he's got um, quite an unusual contract situation. He's just come off the the best goal scoring season of his career. He scored. Yeah. I think uh, 14 goals in the league for uh, for Villa last year as they just missed out on promotion. Um, but uh, he's got a year left on his deal, but Steve Bruce isn't willing to uh, extend this contract. Okay. They, have, they have an option for another year, but they're not going to take that up. So all of a sudden his future has been sort of plunged into doubt. Yeah, yeah, sounds like um, it. Which is strange, you know, coming off the best year of his career. But mm. obviously for whatever reason, uh, Bruce there doesn't fancy it. Obviously we know all the shenanigans going mm. on at Aston Villa at the moment. They've got they've got new people in there, so they yeah. do have a bit of money. But FFP is a big worry there, and they've still got these players course, on big contracts. Yeah. So you can see my, why they might want to get rid of him, um, mm. you know, a year early. Um, obviously he's he's a winger type. He he'll, he can play on both flanks, um, cut in, scores lots of goals. Mm. So um, 
again, I think that's another one we'll see. Uh, no fee was agreed today, obviously, no done deal. But again, nothing to stop them loaning with a view to a permanent in January. Yeah. So, uh, again, one to keep an eye on. I'm not sure it's an area of pressing need for Leeds. Not anymore. Um, not with, another not with winger, I think. Jack Harrison's arrival. Exactly, and certainly starting the summer, it was one of the areas of strength, wasn't it? The, um, yeah. the, the wings. It's not not an obvious area to go in straight away. So, again, um, as we're saying with all of these, it's a bit of a wait and see. I think everything's going to be a lot more clearer in, um, you know, over the next couple of weeks. As you say, when we've got these games under the belt. Yeah. Um, you know, Leeds have got uh, three games it, coming up in the next it, week. It, so. like it just defeats the objects of the window. I mean, the whole reason they've brought this forward is that so that all business is done before the season really gets going. And mm, it's not. Th- is there's it? still a cloud <laughs> hanging over. Them. I yeah. know the Premier League yeah. business is done in the Premier League now, but it just does leave a, a cloud hanging over things. Yeah, in, in it's, the championship, it's, it's been bizarre. Don't, don't don't do it by half measures. If you're going to bring it mm. back before the season gets going, they've already missed the first game. In some cases, the first two games, but. <laughs> there's, there's still now the opportunity of championship clubs loaning to other championship clubs. Yeah, it, like you say, it's, it's, it's half baked. It'll be yeah. interesting to see um, you know, how everyone reacts to this and if, if they address it for next summer. Because um, I thought that the whole reason that managers wanted to do this was that so that there, there weren't any clouds hanging over their, their teams and their, their star players. You know, in the, in the Premier League, you see it, you've seen it every single year. You know, the, mm. the season starts in early August. Um, just for example, like Stoke City, just for an example, you know, a team who have got a player who is in Jack Butland, who is supposedly should be playing at a higher level, he hasn't gone anywhere, and that cloud is now going to be hanging over them for the next three weeks of speculation, etc. That's um, it. And Gary Rowett now can't properly plan because he doesn't really know where he stands in his goalkeeper. I, I know in that case it's a bit different now because they're probably not going to allow him to, to loan anywhere and the Premier League can't bring him in anyway. But it's just an example you know, of, of, of players, teams and their star players' speculation ruining their first month of the season. So, yeah, and I think it's a case of the, uh, the Premier League just having their say here, isn't it, and, mm. and dominating because the, the EFL followed the Premier League in after this vote. Yeah, they did, yeah. Um, they didn't do it properly. They just didn't, didn't do it properly, yeah. So uh, it's one for... Uh, Old Leeds United friend Sean Harvey to have a look at perhaps um, over the next few months. Um, so yeah, so over the next few weeks we're going to be talking more about the transfer window as it would happen. So um, the deadline for loans is on the 31st of August, which also happens to be the night that the uh, Leeds United v Middlesbrough game has been moved to. So um, we could be in for a busy day. Is slash that night. No, it's Ellen Road that one. Oh, right, so okay. it's been moved for Sky coverage. Should be um, a bit warmer than, than it was yeah, last time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so again, yeah, we're going we're gonna to wait and see then what happens. Um, but so moving on from that, as I said, it's been a busy day today. The other one of the other big things happening today, uh, the new kit. Finally, the new away kit has been uh, has been released um, about what are we forty eight hours before Leeds play mm. playing it in the first time. Um, it's fair to say it's been a bit of a um, mixed mixed reception on Twitter, hasn't it, amongst the Leeds <laughs> fans? <laughs> For those of you that haven't seen it yet, it's um, go on, describe it's, it. It's a, okay, this is, this is how I've, 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 I've uh, dropped myself in it now. Yeah. It's a it's a, a navy blue base, if you like, that's sort of the, the base colour with um, with thirty two red, of course, and, and Kappa and, and Leeds logos in white. And across the body of the shirt, there are lines in various directions of varying colours, largely yellow. Royal blue, sky blue. Um, I think there's some white on there. There's a I think bit, there's a that's a bit, bit of white, white there, as well. isn't it? We're looking so at it now. Just, just crisscrossing all over the shop, really. I, I've, the, my best description is it's like a, a pair of 1990s curtains, you know, with these sort of retro <laughs> uh, designs. But um, 
Now, uh, several weeks ago, there, there was a, I suppose you could call it a leak of a, of a bit of a, a teaser picture which showed maybe the, the top corner of the mm. shirt, and it, it, was, it, it showed the colour and these stripes, and um, it looked branded up in, in the right way, so there was a lot of talk as whether that was the away shirt, and none of us were quite confident enough to go with it, but as it turns out, that was the shirt. Yeah. So uh, many of you who are active on Twitter will have already seen it and will, will know what we're talking about. Um, it's not my cup of tea. I know you're warming to it a bit, Joe. I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm just slightly like one above agnostic on it. I, I think <laughs> it, it could be all right. It's, it's, it's different. Um, it looks a bit, it's a bit sort of early 90s retro, which I, I always quite like, to be honest. Um, I prefer the goalkeeper but, one that Bailey's wearing. Well, see, my issue with the goalkeeper one, um, we just bought that up here now, so it's uh, a textbook green, you know, like probably goalkeeper shirt should be, and it's it's got these lines again, which which Baron talked about, but they're uh, they're kind of like a, a light blue, uh, a sky, a sky blue, blue, but yeah, turquoise. I just think it just looks a bit sort of mouldy. Uh, <laughs> it looks like a pond with like algae on it or something. That's what I'm getting from that one. Um, but it's, it's it's definitely less garing than the home the the, the outfielders kit, isn't it? What I said about <laughs> the, um, the the outfield kit is it, it will. It, Opinion will be reflected in the performances. Yeah, you were saying that earlier. If they, I completely if they, agree if with they that. play some liquid football at Derby on Saturday and win three 0 or something like that, then <laughs> people are going to think of it. It's going to become a bit more of a sort of like fashionable hipster shirt. Isn't I, th- it? I think it will. Bielsa, yeah, Bielsa, I mean, that's the way it will be remembered. I mean, this is Bielsa's away shirt. I mean, yeah. this, this will define that's his it. era. That away shirt. Yeah, it might not be quite Nigeria World Cup kit levels of hipsterdom, <laughs> but um, but you never know. Um, so yeah, obviously Leeds fans have been talking about it all day on Twitter, well, all afternoon since it's released on Twitter. So um, on, on the website, leeds-live.co.uk, we've, we've rounded up some of that reaction, some quite funny tweets in there. Uh, as diverse as, as Brexit was uh, one of my favourite tweets there, just knocking around from someone. Uh, what we've also done is, um, early this week, I ranked all the away kits that I could find Labour back from the love. 60s. Yeah, I, I, I love doing all that stuff. <laughs> so I trawled back to find every away kit I could since, um, since the Revy days. Um, since uh, even, even the red one of the uh, of the early seventies, uh, which is uh, a bit crazy, that Leeds played in an away kit, uh, and I've ranked them all. So uh, have a look on there. Let me know if I've missed any. I don't think I think we've got them all now, but it's uh, it's pretty hard to track down all these away kits. But there's some great ones in there. Um, I won't spoil number one for you, but it's uh, a personal favourite of mine, obviously. Um, so have a look on that it's on Leeds-Live.co.uk, um, and then we'll see them and obviously in action on uh, on Saturday at Pride Park. Um, Ahead of that game, Marcelo Bielsa had his um, his press conference, his weekly press conference yeah. uh, this afternoon. Baron, you were there. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, it was, it was another fascinating encounter, as they're proving to be. I mean, he, he is an absolute joy to be around. He's mm. um, he's an amazing. I need to stop using the word, but it's so he's an amazingly humble bloke. Um, he he doesn't assume that his opinion is correct. He's not a dictator. Um, he's even happy to listen to the opinions of journalists. You know, he's we're not talking. I've noticed that. Yeah, but we're not saying. Um, some managers will admit that um, their way of doing things isn't the only way of doing things and will maybe concede to other football people that they've got better ideas but but in the case of Bielsa today you know we, we were we were talking to him about um, the length of the championship season um, 10 months approximately 50 games if you include a few competitions a very very intense period Bielsa mm. plays in a very intense way and we, we are pro- probing him on the size of the squad, the depth available to him, and whether he was happy with that, and whether he's concerned about fatigue. Because that's been one of the big talking points, hasn't of it, over, it has, the last, yeah. over the last quite, week? Quite rightly yeah. as well. And so, so we pressed him on that, and um, and and he, and he almost sort of uh, complimented the journalist, and he, he said, 
um, your question has made me think. You know, um, I'm, I'm not saying uh, this is my opinion. I'm not saying it's the right opinion, but I, I value your opinion because clearly you have followed the championship for a long time and arguably closer than I have. So he, he is a very open-minded man. Uh, main headlines are Stuart Dallas is injured. So mm. who would have thought it? Marcelo Bielsa is a huge fan of, of Stuart Dallas's. You know, he's not in the he didn't start at the weekend, but, but Bielsa clearly values every member of his small squad, and he and he's, he's quite cut up about the fact that he's lost. You can you could hear it in the tone of his voice. He's, he's quite disappointed. He's lost Dallas to a quad injury for two weeks, so it's not quite as severe as Adam Forshaw's. Uh, transfers wise, I mean, we've gone past five o'clock now. But um, as far as Bielsa's concerned, he's quite happy with his squad. He would have told us if he had anything concrete, but he didn't. So we'll watch that space. Um, he was clearly very, very happy with the Stoke performance. Um, thinks it wasn't perfect, but what is? <laughs> um, and we talked to him about Derby County, and there was this lovely quote he came out with, through translation, of course, with Salim Lamrani, uh, about Frank Lampard. And he said that Frank, Frank Lampard is a, is a glory of the English game. It's nice, um, nice to phrase really that. really lovely. A, yeah. a, he's a glory of the English game. It was, um, it was really lovely. Um, and he says that... Um, that kind of thing if, if the manager is held uh, in that kind of regard uh, it does have an impact on the players the players will raise their game because they are playing for a legend that they've watched mm. on TV as youngsters so um, yeah there's plenty of good stuff there on, on Lampard Derby Stoke transfers we asked him about his bucket <laughs> Um, that got lost in translation a little bit so I think uh, Celine, the translator misheard the question and, and thought that we were asking about a book but uh, as the confusion sort of unravelled it became clear no we, we, we were talking about his bucket not his book <laughs> you can understand perhaps why they thought and, it was um, a slightly odd question <laughs> oh quite right but even with with the clarification Bielsa was still very nonplussed he's yeah. just this sort of thing goes he's not on social media he doesn't really engage with trends or what TV uh, audiences think about what they see on camera of his odd oddities. Yeah. So he was sort of he was just you know I've, I've got I've got no idea why this is getting the attention it deserves and that was it really it was, it was sort of an offhand answer. Um, Liam Cooper, as I alluded to earlier, was, was quite an interesting topic. So we we asked about uh, the captaincy, mm. um, and he said, as many managers have said in the modern game, that the players pick the captain. You know, it's it's the players. It's the man who represents the players, and therefore, in true democratic fashion, as we well know, that's, Bielsa's a huge Democrat. That's exactly what we expect he, from him. He would want the players to, to vote, I say in inverted commas, to, to discuss who they want the captain to be. They've come back, Cooper's the captain, and Bielsa said, for the record, I think he's a great captain. Mm. So um, that, would, that would suggest you know, that, that Cooper's pretty, pretty solid in that position there. Um, but he was asked about changes and injuries on Saturday, which when the Dallas line came out, but he said, all being well, there won't be any changes. So he's, he's a very open and honest manager. You know? Frank Lampard mm. will read this and will know what he's getting. You know, he, he can quite confidently go into Saturday's game knowing that um, there's going to be few, if any, changes. So the likes of Pontus Janssen, Patrick Bamford, Jack Harrison, um, they're unlikely to start on Saturday. So, But you can't really argue, can you, after a 3-1 win against the, the title favourites? Against the promotion favourites, yeah. I mean, um, obviously we've not spoken to you since the, uh, the Stoke game. Um, unfortunately, my flight home was delayed, so I couldn't get to Ellen Road. I was flying over Ellen Road while they were playing, so... <laughs> I think I peaked down as, uh, <laughs> as Pablo Hernandez's goal was going yeah. in. Um, but Barry, what, what do you make? I mean, obviously everything's been spoken about it, but um, what do you make of the atmosphere there? How, how, did, how did it feel? It was bouncing. Road? It was, it was, I don't want to rub it in, Joe, but it was bouncing. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a phenomenal atmosphere. And in, 
the six months I've been covering the club, um, I've not really been to Ellen Road on many good days. Um, Just, yeah. Back end of last season really wasn't a particularly nice time. Uh, Paul Heckerbottom only had four wins out of 16. Um, it's a very different place when Leeds are winning Ellen Road. It's, 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 it's yeah. phenomenal. And, and it's, I think it was the combination of it being, it was a sunny day, uh, it was Bielsa's first game, it was the first game of the season, there was this wave of, of pre-season optimism and, and nerves because it was a, it was a proper test. You know, this, mm. this was the title favourites coming to Ellen Road on the first day of the season, live on telly. And it was just the anticipation and the relief in the end. You know, the, the anticipation mm. gave way to the relief as... Leeds played some of the best football they've played in months if not years other guys that are in the press box that have followed Leeds for longer than I have they can't remember Leeds playing that, that well let alone that well on the opening day I mean mm-hmm. we're talking maybe that the best opening day performance of the past decade that's certainly so yeah. it, it was it was truly fantastic and I, I do fully expect Stoke to improve and I feel sorry for whoever Stoke are playing next because Stoke may well go out next weekend and tonk someone 6-0 with so a response because that will have woken them up that will have woken up and Looking at the the team they put out, it's you know it's, oh, a, it's paper, a good team. It's on a paper, phenomenal team. It was, I mean, it was something to be worried about for Leeds. Wasn't quite it? often, you look at the strength of the bench, don't you, to get an idea of the strength of the team? And they had Barcelona youth product Bojan on the That's bench. It. They had Premier League legend Peter Crouch <laughs> on the bench. They had Saido Berahino, who on his day is a very good striker on the bench. Um, and then there's obviously a few there that, that aren't on the bench who are probably looking for moves away. But um, but but, but the, the point is, they played fantastically. It was an amazing carnival atmosphere. And Bielsa's stock is so high at the moment, and um, I would imagine there's going to be a huge number of Leeds fans at Derby, as there would have been anyway, but mm. even more so. It's going to be a vociferous away following on Saturday. I'm really excited about being at Pride Park. It's, yeah, um, it's, yeah, definitely one to, to really look forward to. Um, obviously, it's on Sky. Um, so it's the late game on the Saturday. 5.30, yeah. 5.30. Um, hopefully, there will be lots of Leeds fans there, because there are some big transport problems going there on. Are, yeah, the, keep an eye on that, everyone. Yeah, so it's worth checking if you are heading down, because the, uh, the train's on stopping there, and then there's some road work. So I know we're going to be setting off pretty early for that one. Mm. Um, obviously, Derby, they won their opener as well. A late, late goal, wasn't yeah. it? Um, so off Reading 2-1. Um, from what I saw of the game, they, they started very slowly. Um, so... I've not you seen know, much of it to be honest. I think, yeah. I think uh, based on the comments I read, I think obviously Lampard was over the moon with the win, but he did. Mm. He was quite modest, and he did say, you know, Reading should feel hard done by. I think he felt a draw probably would have been a fair result. We asked Bielsa, or I asked Bielsa directly, you know, what I'm sh- we know Bielsa by now. He's clearly watched that Derby Reading game from start to finish, <laughs> exactly. very clearly, very close. <laughs> Several so times. I asked him, and um, he didn't really give anything away. You know, he, he reflected more on Lampard and Derby's history as a as a a perennial top six club in that second tier if not a top tier club and um, so Bielsa didn't really give much away about what he felt tactically about Derby but the impression we're getting is that his goal home or away is to play the same way you know he doesn't want to change the way he plays and as as he has done so graciously is he goes into immense detail as to what he means Mm. by that and why if if we can see he isn't he isn't playing the way he wants to play if we can see that he, he isn't following his ideals it's because Derby aren't allowing him to play that way you know he, he says that the way he plays doesn't work if both teams play the same way so if, mm. if both teams want to press if both teams want to be the protagonist and, and have the ball it, it becomes a bit of a dead heat yeah. In, in the same way that if, if there's two teams that both play cat on the counter and neither team wants the ball there is he, he called it as a huge gap in the middle of the pitch where neither team is, is coming yeah, forward they're just sticking, started, sticking back yeah. and, and playing deep so he says that you know if if Leeds are allowed to be the protagonist and Derby are prepared to play on the counter then, then he's more than happy with that so he's 
he's clearly you know he's, he's an adaptive man and he, he one quote I vividly remember him saying was he says he will always use the tools that allow him to get victory so that would suggest that he's perfectly prepared to go into his toolbox and change things mm-hmm. around and, and get a different weapon of choice if you like um, but from the outset he will try and play the same way he played at Ellen Mode on Sunday so it, it's going to be fascinating and it's going to be such a, a great journey ahead this season it's going to be really entertaining stuff it is, isn't it? It's very exciting, and I know Leeds fans. Obviously, they got, you know, pretty carried away. <laughs> a lot of yeah, them. We had, we had a few days of getting carried but, away. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure people hopefully have, have returned to normal now, and I really hope that people don't start kicking off if, for whatever reason, Derby win on Saturday. I just hope there is some kind of measure of. That's it. It's it's a long season. Just be balanced with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't but get I too think, high and don't get too low. But it's it's easy to see why Leeds might want to go to this get into this game as favourites. You know, despite what Derby have done this summer, ringing in Lampard. They've obviously they've they've finally lost Vidra. He ended up at Burnley um, a couple of nights ago. But um, they well, Leeds have just played the title favourites off the park. So exactly. Quite right. Yeah. They, they, so, they should um, go in there. Feeling so they confident. should go in feeling very confident. I think, and um, I think it should be a, should be a cracking game there. As you say, it'll be. Be a good atmosphere, um, you know. Sort of those later games always yeah. always are on front of the Sky TV, um, and I think we're looking forward to it. We're um, very much so. Yeah, I think um, obviously for yourself, it'll be your, your first taste of competitive Bielsa. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're going down there and try and get their first sort of mid afternoon and um, try and beat the traffic. And we'll have all the live coverage, won't we? We'll have we'll That's have it. a live blog going. We'll be on Facebook Live as well. We'll we'll have a, a press conference blog afterwards, all being well. Um, so yeah, it's going to be exciting. It will, yeah. Um, and as Baron said, you, you can follow it all on uh, leads-life.co.uk. We'll also have some uh, some fallout from the transfer window tomorrow. Not a great deal because, mm. as we said, it's uh, a bit of a false start. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> this sort of semi-deadline, which which it's been. Um, but yeah, so um, so keep a look on the website, um, and then we'll be back on Saturday to uh, to bring you all the latest from that game and everything, which should uh, should be an exciting one. Um, but until then, um, we'll call it a day for now. Uh, thanks for listening again, and if you could. Um, rate and review the podcast let us know if you've got any suggestions you can get us on twitter at live leads united is the uh is our handle or you can get at baron cross or at joe mewis um otherwise that we will talk to you next week thanks for stopping by